Hey everyone, welcome back to Sam Vitz and Tyler Sports Podcast. Welcome back, guys. What's going on? Good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening. Hello, people. How was uh, how was your guys' week since last time we spoke? I didn't have to go to Stockton, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's been it's. I will say work has been pretty hectic the last week and a half. So, I mean, it's needed. I've been pretty slow for the month. So I feel like a, what's the old saying? What goes around comes around. So uh, reap what you sow type of deal. So it's been, it's been busy, but I'm, uh, I'm ready to get back at it. And uh, this weekend, I think we're going to Disney or downtown Disney and universal. So I'm super excited for it. Right on. Sweet. Vince, how are you, buddy? <laughs> um. Wedding planning is getting down to the crunch time, so uh, it's it's getting a little <laughs> bit nuts over here at my place. But yeah, uh, we're surviving. Cool, and I'm doing good, so that's good. good. <laughs> so pretty uh, NBA heavy. Our Warriors advanced to the Western Conference Finals. Um, it was a little scary there for for a little bit. Um, Could have went to Game uh, Seven. Thankfully for us, the Warriors pulled it off with. Uh, with a big win in uh, game six, uh, 110-96. Moving on, we're going to find out uh, a little bit later. Um, today, we were, it's actually in progress right now as the uh, uh, Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns are, are in game seven. So we'll find out tonight who the Warriors play in the Western Conference Finals. If you are a Phoenix Suns fan, your booty hole is tight right now because they are not doing good right now. They don't look good at all. Is it is no, you, the question is which CP3 are you going to get? You're going to get the clutch one or the one that we all know in the playoffs, the one that just falls short every single time. Vince, what do you got? Well, I I think we're going to see him uh, fall short in the playoffs. The question is, does he fall short today, or does he fall short against the Warriors? Or if you know something weird happens and he actually gets past the Warriors, does he fall short in the finals again? So here we go. Right. It's it, it's just a matter of when at this point. Speaking of finals matchup, I was talking to uh, to Vince. I mean, not Vince to Sam yesterday, and I was really wanting a. Uh, I was really wanting a Boston and uh, um, Boston and Miami matchup, and we got it. I can't believe Milwaukee blew it in the game seven at home. They just didn't come out to play. They didn't know how to shoot. And uh, on top of that, they let Grant Williams score 27 points and shoot seven three-pointers. Like, that's unbelievable. But I'm that is going to be the matchup to watch outside of, obviously, what the Warriors are going to have going forward. Wasn't game seven in Boston, though? No, game seven. Uh, oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. I the apologize. Boston was the They're two. They're two Yep. But – you know, Milwaukee still had their chances to to take that series, and unfortunately, with uh, uh, Middleton's injury, um, that's probably you know that's that's a huge loss for them, um, which probably maybe maybe changes the outcome. I don't know, you know, but definitely a huge blow uh, for their team. Who do you who would you guys like to see coming out of the East? Boston. I don't want to see Miami. Miami is is um, I, I think that they're really underrated. Bam Adebayo and and the fact they have Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, 
and Kyle Lowry, like that is just a deadly, deadly team that I don't want to see in the finals, assuming the Warriors make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Vince? Um, you know what? I honestly don't have an opinion either way. Uh, none of these, all the teams that remain are obviously very, very good, but none of them scared me like um, Memphis scared me going in. I thought Memphis was going to be the toughest matchup for the Warriors in the entire playoffs, assuming they get past uh, Memphis, and they did. So I'm feeling cautiously optimistic moving forward, no matter who the opponent is. Um, I think Boston would be a lot um would be slightly better matchup, obviously for, for the Warriors, like Tyler had mentioned, but um, you know, I don't know, going down to Miami of, you know, for a couple of games and you know, that, that could be fun too. I mean, uh, I, I don't see yeah, them definitely. getting in trouble or anything, but you know, you could, you know, there, there's like some n- nightlife on the day off or whatever. That'd be fun. <laughs> for sure. I'm definitely hoping if the Warriors do, make it to the finals it is against Boston. So that would be a lot of fun. Um, did you guys want to go game by game or how'd you want to talk about the Warriors? Uh, I think last time we recorded um, game four or five and six didn't play. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Games four, five and six. It happened since then. Uh, I mean, we can just briefly touch on game four and game five. Uh, game six is the most important one because it's the clinching one, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Warriors didn't look good in, either of those games except for the last three minutes of game four when they were able to uh, they, they they kept they kept it close and were able to squeeze out a win uh game five they were down um 55 points at some point like it was it was bad like i, I just kept hearing sammy hagar when i got to that point oh, it was bad man <laughs> hey so mike brown's 12 and 1 as much as people give him shit that he's the new king's head coach and whatnot and that was an abysmal abysmal game five I mean, twelve and one in your playoffs as a as a head coach for the Warriors is not too bad, huh? Not too bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't ever want to see Mike Brown coach our team ever again. Please, I, I would be so happy if he just you know runs the minutes in the defense. Please. <laughs> Steve Kerr was uh, at the um, uh, press availability today, um, so he's cleared protocols he sh- he at this point. So he's he should be all set. Um. And we yes. saw uh, today. I saw Gary Payton uh, the second interview. So very, very up in the air, but he was in good spirits and you know making progress. Uh, so it was cool to see him. Just want to yeah. shout. There's him good out. talks that uh, he said they're saying that he he's progressing a lot further than they expected, and he might be able to make an appearance in this Western Conference Final. So yeah, I, I think that's a little bit of gamesmanship. I don't know that I necessarily buy that, um, especially because. Um, who is he going to match up on? You know, if, if, well, if it's, if it's, if it's Phoenix, I mean, you could throw him on Chris Paul. Uh, if but it's, if, if it's Mavericks, it's, it's Brunson. He's definitely going to match up on Brunson. Okay. But um, Brunson doesn't scare me nearly as much as Chris Paul does. He, um, he definitely and, should. Cause he's uh, but, balling out in this playoffs. But I mean, even, even so it's, I mean, uh, he, he wouldn't be starting in the, uh, in the starting lineup though. I don't think like, I mean, Brunson? They, they, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Gary Payton. So, I mean, I don't know how often he would actually be matching up on him if he were to come back for, I think, I honestly think it's just a little bit of gamesmanship. Maybe uh, make whoever does advance, you know, have to prepare for him just a little bit, spend like, you know, just a little bit extra time preparing just in case. Um, But I don't think Gary Payton actually shows up in the Western conference finals. I think, I think if the Warriors make it to the uh, finals, that's probably a little bit more realistic. I think, I I just think it's too soon and they don't want to risk further injury. 
uh, to Gary Payton the second, I don't think. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I agree. That's a little bit of gamesmanship. But if the game if it goes to game seven, I mean it's all hands on deck. I would fully expect Gary Payton to at least show up if it's a game seven. Honestly, I see it. I mean it's win or go home at that point. Hmm. So so game six, uh, you know they weren't in in game five at all. Game six, uh, it was a pretty tight game um until the what final two to three minutes or so uh when About the Warriors four and a half or so four and a half you know, five started minutes, to pull that's... away yeah yeah it that was uh I thought game six they would have I mean they came out uh pretty you know good uh Memphis was matching them for quite some time um I was a little surprised about how tight it was for you know for pretty much three and a half quarters yeah um uh, the big reason for that, um, you just have to look at the turnovers and not just that there were turnovers. There was a lot of them and they were just sloppy. And the, uh, half of those turnovers, like when they're live ball turnovers, that just set Memphis off and like they would, you know, score, set, go on a 7-0 run. And every time the Warriors start to look like they'd pull away, Memphis would jump back in the lead like they, the Warriors would go from up five to down three and it, it's it was frustrating for most of the game uh then the Warriors would you know get back in front with their own little run it was just a bunch of mini runs the entire game and then, yeah and then in the fourth quarter the Warriors cleaned up the turnovers and that's when they were able to put them away I think by the half there was almost 14 turnovers I think they had 12 turnovers something like that it yeah. was insane oh my God. it yeah. was bad Bad. I think that, that that is the Achilles heel. Like this team, obviously ball movement is number one. You're going to have turnovers, especially with the ball moving around that much. Um, but that being, I mean, 14 turnovers, man. You, and I got to be honest with you, watching the game, a lot of it in the first half was Steph, man. He was super careless. You know, he was swinging the ball. He was making inadvertent passes. Just, it was, it was really hard to watch. And then uh, we get a, we get a massive stop by um, Kavon Looney over Dylan Brooks trying to do a floater. And then Damian Lee tries to pass court to, to Steph Curry and it gets picked off for another easy two points. Like those are just, you know, bone or back breaking plays right there. So I think clean it up. I mean, we say this a thousand times, they're going to always have turnovers, but if, if you could just have six turnovers in the half and like six in the second half and have a total of 12, I mean, the Warriors are guaranteed to to win most of their games with that many turnovers. Yeah, it's something that I think a majority of Warriors fans been having gripes with. It, it was easier to overcome when you had when they were winning the championships, especially with uh, Kevin Durant. You can overcome almost any any deficit with when that lineup was uh, together. Um, not so much with this current version of the Warriors. Um, a lot of these passes is the ones where like, uh, you know, specifically like Curry is driving into the paint and then he like whips the ball out. To the mm-hmm. three. It's like, you know, these cross court, um, you know, passes. Those are the ones that I, you know, drive me insane. Um, hopefully, you know, it, it's kind of hard to change your stripes at this point, this far down the season. So it's something that, uh, they got to fix quick, play like the final minutes of that fourth quarter, how they closed out. They got they, they got to start playing like that more consistently. Um, they're just really inconsistent right now. And, you know, I'm not really sure why, um, but they're just really inconsistent. And it's, 
surprising that um, I feel like this version of the team can't figure out the turnovers. Well, you got to remember, too, I mean, they've only played, what, the 11 minutes together to start the playoffs. And this, you know, lineup that they're rolling out pretty much almost every night, this is kind of the first time they've ever played with each other. And they're figuring it out in the playoffs, which is pretty wild, too. That's not really a common thing that <laughs> most teams do. Yeah, and sure. the, the small ball lineup just really um, against Memphis, it just does not. It just did not work that well. Um, uh, every time you got um, uh, you had Draymond on the five, and then you you brought in uh, Jordan Poole to play with uh, uh, Steph and Clay and Wiggins, it just for whatever reason it was not working most of the series against Memphis. I think going forward, it'll work a lot better because um, even DeAndre Ayton, like as a big, like uh, Draymond, you can put Draymond on DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Draymond's a little undersized, obviously, but I feel confident that he could make Ayton work a lot more uh, for it. And, and it would, the small ball lineup would work, I guess, a lot better against Phoenix or against uh, Dallas. If Dallas uh, ends up pulling this out, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, hoping for Dallas to same here. win this game seven. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I can't watch the whole game tonight because we got I got I got dinner plans after this, but I will definitely be uh, looking at my phone every uh, so often to see what the score is. Dallas is shooting forty seven percent from the field right now, and uh, Phoenix is shooting twenty two percent from the field. Ooh, what's the score? So it's I, I don't have twenty seven. 27-20 Dallas. So oh, see, okay, that's that's not as huge of a deficit as you think it is. Reading out those um, those shooting percentages. No, no. But to, to be fair, I mean, Chris Paul is going to be Chris Paul, right? He just got a a kind of a BS call, you know, knocked his head back so he can get a foul call, uh, yeah. even though he wasn't touched. So he's, he's, he's going to do. His, oh man. <laughs> I'm, There's a fine line between crafty and a pain in the ass, and he's a definite <laughs> pain in the ass, man. Yeah, yeah. Steph Curry is crafty because he does get fouled, but he also just wants to make sure that the uh, ref saw the foul call, the foul ma- being made. Uh, I'll be honest, man. He doesn't game, fake it out of nowhere. I don't think. Game three. Oh, that was such a flop, but I'll take it, man. I'll yeah, take uh, it. The contact was made. The contact I'll, was made. I'll take it, man. That was such a flop. You're not gonna. You're not gonna tell me otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Who was um was it Fien- uh I think it was Booker uh got fouled and yep. he laid on the ground and like, like looked at the camera laid back down and then like was was just laying on the floor with his face in his hands and he, then he, he got took up it was like that was some Luca that's the Doncic move or something yeah. like that <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty, pretty funny as as awesome as uh, Luka Doncic is, like he's definitely a super flopper. Like oh. he's an Oscar winning actor. That, oh, yeah, for sure. He's got a little James Harden in him. That's for sure. Speaking of James yeah, Harden, it's... man, he didn't show up at all. <laughs> what he shoot nine times in the whole game? That's insane. Dallas um, is up thirty four twenty two. Okay. Wow. I mean, just oh god, that Phoenix. I mean, uh, to be a Sixers fan, it must be tough, man. I don't know how you deal with that. I mean, Embiid is over here whining, complaining they didn't get an MVP award over here. Meanwhile, you know, 
Giannis is playing for his life and could give two shits about if he was in the runnings, even though he probably deserves to be in it just as much as the other guys do. It's yeah, I mean, all, all, th- all three of those bigs, um, uh, Giannis and uh, Joel Embiid and, um, and Nikola Jokic, they all had a fair case to be made to be MVP. And I look at how they respond, how both of the other guys responded when they didn't get it. Um, Joel Embiid folded like a, you know, like, like a tissue paper and Giannis. I mean, even though they didn't win, he sure, he sure as shit is not the reason why they didn't win, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I think he averaged like 40 points in that whole series. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So, I mean, I, I, I give all the credit in the world to Giannis. That's a, that's a dude that I mean, if you're not impressed by him, what the fuck are you watching? Cause that guy's great. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I know that's, that's big shoes to fill and to even ha- expect that as an expectation, but man, I really want that to be Kaminga. Like Kaminga is a downhill player. I want him to be aggressive. Like Giannis, man, he's got the strength to do it. He's just 19 years old, man. But I, that, I, that's what I want him to model this game after. I don't want him to be a three point shooter like that, Let that come naturally do what you do best, man. Take him to the rack. He's, I mean, physically, he is so gifted, you know, how he can elevate and has a little bit of body control, you know, as well, uh, where we've seen with uh, John Morant. Um, but he's just so freakishly athletic. It's, 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 it's crazy to watch him play. Yeah. Um, so you, you were saying that you want Dallas. You think that's going to be the easy route to get to the finals, in your opinion? I don't want to say it's easy. I think the Warriors match up better against Dallas than they would against Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, the supporting cast is better in Phoenix. So, ergo, uh, Dallas would be the preference, I think. I mean, I'm impressed. I mean, Dallas is – if Dallas pulls us off, I'm impressed because that makes me wonder how we're going to match up against them in the sense of, yeah, we don't have a big man, but they've – don't sleep on – you know, Bertans and and they got that um, Lafian kid that's pretty tall too. Um, Dallas has got some bigs too. They're obviously not as dynamic as this DeAndre Ayton. So I'm curious. I'm, I think it's a better matchup, but uh, I I think we're going to have a tough time rebounding as well too. So it'll be all hands on deck or uh, Kavan uh, Hakeem Elijahwan is going to be on deck. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But we got the rebounding man in uh, Kavon Looney now. That's uh, right. Kavon Elijah machine. One. Yeah, he's been a boards <laughs> machine. Twenty-two just, rebounds. He has career highs. Career high. Yeah, just eating all the glass, baby. Eating it all. <laughs> uh, you know what's really cool about the Dallas Mavericks is they got one of our former guys, Marquise Chris, who. He's been giving him some pretty good minutes when he gets in. I'm happy to see him rebound and uh, get to a good team because I thought he showed a lot of promise when he was with the Warriors. I was hoping he was going to be here. Unfortunately, they had to move off of him for you know salary and roster moves because he was injured. Um, but that uh, it's cool to see him back, uh, you know, playing and in the playoffs. So I hope we get to see him in the in the next round too. Yeah, same here. Um, 
your uh, I don't know if you want to move on to this here, but uh, your NFL schedules are out. I'm very curious to know uh, what your guys's predictions are for your your teams. Uh, well, they are my they are they are my schedules. Exactly. Mine. <laughs> you said it. They're mine. No. <laughs> what do you What are you guys thinking? What, what, what do you, I mean? I don't. You've had a little bit of time to look up your 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 schedule here. I mean, you going uh you going Dan Marino? You going eighteen and zero? Seventeen and definitely no. not. Or seventeen and zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's eighteen weeks. You get the one bye week. Um, uh, let's start with your Eagles, man. Let's uh, uh, what, what are you thinking? I'm going uh eleven and six. That's how confident I feel. Wow. Okay. So uh, where's your losses? My losses are going to be with the Vikings in week two. Okay. Uh, the Cardinals in week five. Okay. We're gonna drop one against the Cowboys. So I'm gonna just say week six we uh. Uh, yeah, I'll say week six, we probably throw up a stinker because it's the bye week. We're, we're, you know, we're waiting to play the bye week. I'm going to say we're going to drop three there. Okay, so that has you three and three out the gate. Oh, no, oh, no, no. Yeah, three and three at the gate. Which is what a lot of people predicted, that the Eagles are probably going to come out slow. And the way the rest of the schedule pans out, it's a pretty favorable schedule after that. So um, after that, I'm going to say we're going to drop one to the Packers. We're going to drop one to the Titans. And then uh, I wouldn't be shocked by any means for the sixth loss that we, we drop one to, I don't know. We'll say week 18, we drop one to the, to the giants, but by hopefully by that time, we've already clinched a playoff spot. Wow. You're feeling real confident against like the Colts who uh, have a quarterback who doesn't suck as much as Carson Wentz now. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I, Shit, we get to see Carson Wentz twice this year, so I'm yeah. super excited about that. And then uh, you also are playing the Steelers and baby, and you got either Mitch Trubisky or you got baby hands, uh, uh, Kenny Pickett. I feel confident about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Texans stink. Uh, the Steelers are, I don't know what the Steelers are gonna be. They'll, be. they'll be interesting. I mean they got a good defense, so you know you can never really sleep on that. But um, Texans are gonna be a tough team. Packers, you can never rule out Aaron Rodgers, even though he's a POS. And then you really can't uh, sleep on the Vikings either. I know it's Kirk Cousins, but it's Monday Night Football. He shows. I call Kirk Cousins the regular season champ because he always seems to get it done in the regular season. Always folds like a lawn chair in the playoffs. Okay. What are you uh, so, looking at? So- uh, well, I mean, I'm looking at the Niners' schedule, and I just want to kind of just go through it real quick. Uh, they open up at the Bears uh, in Chicago. Um, you get to play Chicago in September instead of December. That's a win. Um, they were going to win anyway, but it makes the win a lot easier. Um, the Seahawks with uh, Mr. Irresponsible Drew Locke. Uh, that's that's a win. Uh, Broncos on Sunday Night Football against uh, Russell Wilson. That's going to be tough. Um, to be fair, I'll probably call that a loss. Um, I have them splitting with the Rams. They'll, they'll each win uh, the home game. Um, so, uh, so they'll, they'll win week four cause it's home and then they'll lose the week eight game. Uh, they go on the road to Panthers and Falcons. Those are both two wins. So one, two, three, four, five. Then they play the chiefs. I'll call that a loss. Uh, and then the Rams that that's a loss. So, I mean, I have the Niners, uh, going into their buy in week nine at five and three. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I think they beat the Chargers. I think they 
beat the Cardinals. Now, you know, the Cardinals, they play in Mexico. Yeah, that's that. Well, that's a Cardinals home game, but it's it's in Mexico. And that's pretty that's going to be a pretty balanced uh, fan base, uh, fan base, pretty equal on both sides. Uh, You don't you don't think the high elevation is going to bother both teams? Well, if it bothers both teams, then I give the advantage to the team that runs the ball better. Okay, that's fair. Um, uh, Saints, uh, I don't know what the hell they're doing at quarterback. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to put that as a win. Dolphins, that'll be interesting. You got the former assistant for the 49ers there. Uh, Tyreek Hill is there as well. But you also have Tua Tonga-Vailoa. And we'll see if he's for real or not. I don't think I, – I think the Niners win that game. The Buccaneers, I think, is a loss. Um, Seahawks, I don't uh, – I think they're garbage now. Uh, so that's a win. Commanders, a win. Um, Raiders, the, the Niners play the Raiders on New Year's Day. They're trying to get a lot of people from the Bay Area arrested in Vegas that weekend, I think. <laughs> um, um, I, I, of course, I'm going to take the Niners to win that game. That'll be fun. Um, and then I got the Cardinal uh, a win against the Cardinals. I, I honestly, I think the Niners probably go. Uh, let's see, five and uh, probably thirteen and four, twelve and five. Um, I think they'll probably drop one that they should win at some point. So I'll, I'll say twelve and five. Oh, okay. Uh, Sam, how about the Las Vegas Raiders? What do you think? This is the craziest division in the NFL. Um, Every single team, I think, is improved, uh, especially at the quarterback position. So I think the division games, I mean, if you could go 500, (laughs) I think think division games, they're just going to. It'd be a lot of fun if all four teams in the AFC West go three and three against each other. They all win their home game and all lose their their road game. That'd be a lot of fun. I, I just think they're going to beat the shit out of each other in the division. And then it's going to come down to who can beat up the rest of the AFC. Um, so I'll just say the, the, the Raiders, they're going to split the division. And then I think, I don't think, I know Arizona made a lot of improvements. They got, um, uh, uh, was it Hollywood Brown uh, yeah. in the trade, but then they lose a wide receiver um, due to the suspension. Uh, so yeah, I think it, they beat. It's DeAndre Hopkins too. That's yeah, they lost like receiver. The, the one of the best yeah. ones. So I, I think I think they they're going to win that game. The Raiders. Um, I think uh, Tennessee is taking a step back. I don't see them as good, and I've lost a lot of um, faith in uh, in uh, Tannehill. Uh, I just I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I think he's an okay quarterback. Um, and I think the Raiders did more to improve their team than what Tennessee did. So I think the Raiders win that game. Um, division games, I think they're splitting, whether it's the Raiders winning one at home or on the road. So I'm not going to go through those games. Uh, Houston uh, doesn't look very good. Um, so I think the week seven through week 10, this is where the Raiders really have to um, – get on a hot streak so against houston new orleans and jacksonville uh to me you got to go three and oh on those three games um because houston new orleans and jacksonville um they're rebuilding teams they don't really have a lot going on especially at the quarterback position um jacksonville's kind of uh their their hot prospect is basically getting his real rookie season right now so um 
I think they should beat that team. Indianapolis, they had the best roster in the NFL last year with, I think it was like eight all pros, uh, pro bowlers. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders beat them last year um, to sneak into the playoffs. That's going to be a really tough fight. Uh, I think that's going to be a toss up. Being that it's at home, I'm going to say the Raiders take that game. Um, Seattle stinks. Um, so I see like 11 wins, 12 wins. Um, but I don't know, man. Like I said, it's it's a crazy, crazy division. So I'll probably say 11 wins. Yeah, your your schedule's all over the goddamn place. Like the, the travel distance. I think the Raiders mm-hmm. have the most travel distance this year. Which, what yeah, a They've already said that that East Coast trip, uh, when they go East... Uh, where did I see? Uh, uh, so Saints and Jaguars. I think it's Saints, Jaguars. Then you're home for the Colts. I think they're staying on the East Coast. Is what they were. Is what's coming out already? Is that they're just going to stay out there? Uh, They're not going to travel back. Yeah, I think the Niners are going to do the same thing with the Panthers and Falcons um, Mm -hmm. in week five and six. But yeah, I think um, you know the AFC West, um, top to bottom, you know has uh, some really good quarterbacks. Uh, you know, so it's going to be a shootout. Um, I think it's just going to be one of those things that if either team was in any other division, they could probably win that division. Uh, but they're going to beat the crap out of each other and. You know, you're you're not going to have four teams out of the AFC West make the playoffs. <laughs> you know? Yep. So, you know, so it's it's going to be whoever is uh, that number one and number two spot. Well, we're all looking at eleven and twelve. So uh, not me. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at thirteen or twelve wins. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll be impressed. You know, I I think uh, I may be a bit of well, I'm not a bit. I'm definitely a homer with my Eagles, especially with the wide receiver we picked up and. Um, the, the wide receiver talent that we already have at this point. I, I My 11 wins only happens if my quarterback decides to improve from last year. Because if he doesn't improve, uh, we probably go eight wins, maybe, if he doesn't improve. I it really, I'm banking on him hard right now. Either way, he's going to be good for fantasy as long as he's playing. Because he mm, can that's run. True. Yeah, that's true. So if you're a fantasy guy, um, uh, look out for Jalen Hurts, man. um well speaking of uh moving on down the list here your guy is uh no longer here you want to you want to give us your uh... so um so my my um obituary for patrick marlowe's career is that what's happening (laughs) yeah exactly Um, yeah okay so um patrick marlowe mr shark has officially hanged up his skates uh he's the all-time leader in games played with 1779 um, that's uh, about a dozen more games than Gordy Howe, uh, who held the record before him uh, since basically 1980. Um, it's actually a funny story the way that uh, Gordy Howe got to that number. Like he had retired like in the 70s, but then was playing on an AHL team in Connecticut. Uh, and then that team became an NHL team. And so in 1980, he basically played a full season. Um, to add on another 80 games onto his record. So, but that's, you know, that, that's kind of how that happened. And then Patrick Marlowe uh, didn't play at all this past season. Uh, n- nobody signed him. So instead of trying to keep himself uh, ready for next year and uh, just, it, it just wasn't going to be. So 
Oh, I wanted him to be the retiring. next. Uh, I wanted him to be the next Yomar Yager. Play till he's like forty-five years old or yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the skill. Uh, uh, Patrick Marlowe's big thing was speed. Yeah. And when you're forty-two years old, you can't really be as fast as the twenty-two-year-olds anymore. Um, <laughs> it's just you know that this is just another case of um, Father Time being undefeated. And uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for Patrick Marlowe. He is Mister Shark. He's the guy that I've seen play more than anybody. Uh, all the Sharks games I've played with uh, at the time that he retired, he had actually played. I saw this stat. It's so cool. He had played in, uh, in a game with 38%, I think of every NHL player that had ever played. Whoa. In the history of the NHL, he had played with 38% of them, which is, it's just wow. wild. It's a, it's a testament to um, being relatively healthy um, longevity and being fairly good and like his his great seasons like he was scoring 40 goals a year and uh he scored in overtime like he sc- he scored overtime goals um in the playoffs he he had the game winner in the second round uh in uh 2013 I get, I think against uh the Red Wings uh maybe that was 2010 I'm I'm getting them mixed up uh but I mean, he's uh, he, he's an all-time great player. He's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame, but I think it's going to be one, in one of those years where there's a little bit uh, lesser candidates. Uh, he's he's one of those guys that's kind of on the bubble. The fact that he has the all-time games played record, that's what's going to probably end up uh, helping uh, get him in because yeah. when he was playing, he was great, but he wasn't... Uh, he wasn't the, the, the absolute best. Uh, I, I think uh, Jumbo is a huge reason why Patrick Marlowe was able to play 1,779 games and a huge reason as to why Patrick Marlowe's jersey is going to get retired. Nobody else is going to wear 12 again, and that'll probably happen in this next season, and why eventually Patrick Marlowe is going to get his call to the Hall. And uh, Yeah, I mean... That, the- that means going to the uh, Hall of Fame in Toronto. Going to check that out. It's going to be... Uh, a great day. He'll be the first uh, San Jose shark, like guy that played predominantly on the sharks. Like he'll have the big, the big shark logo uh, when he, when he gets into the hall of fame, there's been a couple other guys who have played for the sharks that are in the hall, but he's the one that's going to be primarily known as a shark. The first right. one. So I was thinking he was going to go on TV, but now with the whole front office being the way it is with the sharks, it seems pretty prime that whoever comes in, the organization may want to test the waters with Marlowe. Do you agree with that? Do you think he might come to this organization as like a, a help with the organization somehow? Um, I, I, he's going to be around the team. He lives in San Jose. Um, right. he'll, he'll be able to like uh, come in and do like guest coaching and stuff like that during um, uh, when they're getting their um, uh, preseason games in and stuff like that. Um, I think for now his kids are uh, his sons are he's got four sons. And they're all fairly young. I think right now he's going to enjoy being like, you know, the uh, Wee uh, hockey coach and doing all that kind of stuff, doing the dad stuff, the stuff that he's missed doing over mm-hmm. the last. Do you think the Wee team is going to win the championship, though? Um, I have to break down the tape first. Um, I think <laughs> they're going to be a chance. They're going to be the fastest Wee team on the ice. So I will tell you that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but just a hell of a career. Congratulations, Patrick Marlowe. Um, and, uh, the sharks, uh, love the shit out of you They're Uh, basically they, the sharks social media has done 
nothing but post all kinds of Patrick Marlowe memories and stuff. And I'll tell you what, I haven't been crying. Nuh-uh, not me. <laughs> I really have been crying. I've been a blubbering Uh-oh. mess the whole fucking time. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, Sam, what are you uh owing? You're crying. Oh, yeah. No, I'm a... Okay. All right, so... Yeah, and the Sharks get the... They get the 11th pick in the NHL draft. Yeah, that's right. They did not move up in the draft lottery. Um, I'm not surprised. The odds of moving up are, you know, astronomical. It's um, it's tougher to move up in the NHL draft than it is the NBA draft. So doesn't shock me at all that they stayed at 11. Would have been nice to move up, but I mean, we, we don't even know who's going to be making that pick for the Sharks, whether it's Joe Will, the current um interim general manager slash assistant general manager or if it'll be or if they have the new person in charge at that point we'll, they're gonna have uh they're gonna have uh patrick marlowe come in and announce the first pick for them well i mean he may announce it but he may not yeah i don't think he'll be the one making a decision on it uh but we, you know we, we'll see what what happens with that and uh hopefully uh the barracuda is going to look a lot better this year they didn't make the playoffs this year and that's really tough because uh, pretty much every team in the AHL makes the playoffs unless you're like really at the bottom, unless you really suck and they really suck this year, but they're going to have a lot of players um, moving up into the system that'll be available for them that are like almost NHL ready, but not quite there yet. So um, the, the minor league team is going to look real good this year. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So, so that's, there's your hockey update. We love you hockey. All right. <laughs> By the way, the Maple Leafs lost all in right. Game 7, which is not a shocker at all because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, jumping, we got jumping baseball into baseball. Um, yeah, so the A's played how many doubleheaders? It seems like they've played like th- two or three, it seems like, already. Um, the first doubleheader with the Angels. What's his name? Luis Guerrero? Luis Barrera, I think is his name. Barrera, yeah. It's a walk-off home run, which I... That was cool. I, I didn't realize that we were already down two runs. So that was actually pretty uh, a stellar uh, walk off. And then we throw up an absolute stinker and give Shohei Otani his 100th home run of his career. So and his 101st today. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I mean, he, he's so much fun to watch. And he's all the videos you see of him, like, uh, you know, he'll pick up if a bat breaks you know, and he strikes a guy out, whatever, he'll pick up the broken splinters and, you know, he, he picks up trash and litter and he's just, you know, really nice to every single fan that he, he comes up to. It's just really hard to not appreciate Shohotani and like who he is as a person. So, um, he cleans up the stadium. Yep. Uh, yep. Picks up all the hot dog wrappers. Yep. Uh, all, <laughs> all, all the, sun, the sunflower seeds, like he's there sweeping them up. Yeah. yeah. Refills <laughs> the, uh, the beer carts, you know, uh, restocks all the, all the food vendors. That's right. He's, he's, he's a in a backspin in the cotton candy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, like uh, by all accounts, he's been really good. Like he's been a really great human being, obviously. And um, I just remember it, it, his debut was against the A's. And I remember walking up to like go into the stadium and some Japanese reporter like guy with the camera came up and talked to me and asked me about it. And I said, I think he'll do pretty good. Just hopefully after these first three games, because I don't want him to do good against my team because I was clearly wearing all the A's <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, 
So I might be on Japanese TV somewhere saying, uh, uh, good luck, Shoei, except for right now. <laughs> I just want to point out real quick uh, before um, I give you my fun mm-hmm. baseball story here. Uh, Dallas is up 57-27. Oh. Luka Doncic has 27 points to match Phoenix's overall score. <laughs> Peaches and cream. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I, I don't want to dwell on this any longer. This is one of my favorite stories here. So we've said the Reds suck, and it's no secret that the Reds absolutely are atrocious this year. The Reds did something amazing. They pitched a combined no-hitter today and lost the game to the Pirates. By by, uh, <laughs> I cannot make this up. They pitched a combined no hitter, got the bases loaded, and then they had an easy double play and couldn't turn two, and that's how the final run and game winning run scores for the for the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> I guess the last thing to do, I can't remember the teams. You have to research okay, and actually, let me know that. But it was like two thousand eight. I literally have these uh, this picked up. It's it's happened five times before. Since 1900, since the start of uh, the modern era of baseball. Okay. (laughs) So a team has had, has been no hit and lost. The last time was um, the angels, Jared Weaver and Jose Arenado combined to throw a no hitter in uh, June 28th, 2008. They lost to the Dodgers. Um, In 1992, Matt young of the Red Sox threw a no hitter and lost two to one. Um, 1990, Andy Hawkins of the Yankees threw a no-hitter against the White Sox and lost. And Steve Barber and Stu Miller combined in 1967 uh, for the Orioles, and they lost to the Tigers 2-1. to one. And the, in the, the lone time it's happened in the National League was in 1964, the Colt 45s, uh, Ken Johnson threw a no-hitter and lost to the Reds 1-0. <laughs> that's right uh, the the cult 45s who later became the houston astros i mean is there what's worse the what the a's are putting out on the field day in and day out or what the reds are putting out in the field day in and day out i mean at least they had a no hitter <laughs> at least they got a nice stadium <laughs> at least they got that i mean yeah. for you know we've been pretty calm if you want to get my blood pressure going, you know, here uh, we go. Put a no, I mean, it's, let's go. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, the A's are the A's. A's are going to A. <laughs> 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 and so are the Reds. You know, the Reds are not a very good team right now. And that's hilarious that that's the only, what, the sixth time since 1962, 63 or something? Uh, well, since uh, since they've been tracking it in 1900, but... um. It's happened only five other times, and they've all happened since 1964. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't well, really have much. Not that bad. Yeah, I don't have much more to give you guys. It just that would be great to end on a story about a miserable fan base and team that's not ours for once. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> the Reds are nine and twenty-six at the moment. Uh, they 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 haven't even reached ten wins yet. That's so bad. Um, <laughs> oh man. What are the A's at right now? I think uh, we're like 13 or something like that. Uh, 15 and 22, uh, 405 okay. win percentage. We're 11 and a half games out of first play, uh, of the number one seed already, which is the goddamn Yankees. Yeah, um, I think. <laughs> yeah, 
I think in the National League, it's the Mets. So both New York is uh, riding high uh, this baseball season to start it off. And surprisingly, uh, the Boston Red Sox, I'm just looking at this now, they're 13 and 21. They're doing terrible. Um, I mean, I think we all three of us had them in the playoffs or at least fighting for the playoffs. And they're, I mean, there's yeah, still they, time to turn it around, but I mean, it is, it is bad out here. They they got pitching woes and Trevor's story is, is, is having a horrible start to a season there, which I'm pretty shocked by that. I mean, I know in Colorado, the ball flies out differently, but at least you know, in Boston, you got a short porch there, man. I, I would thought he mm-hmm. would at least get a, a better batting average, but he's he's horrible for them right now. So yeah, I, mean, uh, I was watching a little bit of the Toronto Blue Jays game today, and, and Matt Chapman, I believe, is like batting like 135, 145 or something. Oof. Like he's off to a terrible start. Yeah, well, he hasn't been the same since his hip surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, that that 20, 2018 season, that's that's the last time he's had a decent uh, batting average. Yeah, it's been he's been he's been pretty bad, too. Uh, and to be fair, though, I mean, Toronto's it's not an easy park to to hit a ball out of or at least hit the ball in general. I mean, it's it's not really an easy. I mean, I, I say that, but then Josh Johnson had like career year there. So. <laughs> Yeah, don't say that to jo- uh, Joey Batista, bat flipping champion. Yeah, right. <laughs> he he fought. I mean, he had like what two years, and then he just disappeared, right? Yeah, yeah. I wow. mean, there, there's talk that there uh, he was uh, uh, enhanced uh, in certain I, ways. I agree. <laughs> I 100 agree. So we'll see. Hmm. All right, guys. Anything else? Um, no. I, I no. think that's the, I think no. that covers it for today. Um, so let's let's do our little outro. You can find us on social media, SVT Sports Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, send us an email, SVT Sports Pod at gmail.com. Uh, please send us an email, slide into our DMs. We look forward to interacting with you. Bye, guys. Later, guys. Later.